T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Looking for someone to throw to. He throws it back in the end zone where it's caught by Landry, and then he is thrown out of the end zone, and that is a safety, I believe, right? Yep. It is a safety, and it's a, officially a 47-42 to 42 win for Baltimore. And you know what? <laughs> there are some folks who are celebrating, oh, no. Oh, no. and others who are saying, you've got to be kidding me. Who's celebrating? The Ohio State oh. fans? Joe Ostrowski, Knights on 670 The Score. The people that were in my mentions all last night, how fun was Monday Night Football? I was actually thinking about this at the Bears. Like, when's the last time you had that much fun watching a game that's involving the Bears? I was, my first reaction was to think back to that miracle Arizona Cardinals win uh, with Devin Hester and the Bears win in spite of one Rex Grossman. Good evening, Joe Ostrowski with you, Sports Radio 670 The Score. I'll be here till 10 o'clock. Yeah, you better believe I've got a few thoughts on that Monday night game, including Cody Parkey. There he is, of course. I thought that he was going to ruin it for the Browns and he was going to miss another extra point late in that game, but that did not happen. Um, This should be interesting because all day my six-year-old daughter has been telling me that she will make an appearance on my show tonight. And at about 5.58, there was a knock on the door. She was ready to go. So we'll see how long we can hold her off. Sean, I don't think you'll need the dump button. At least I hope not. But we'll see if uh, she makes her way into my basement office. Because <laughs> literally a minute before the show, my wife was dragging her away from the door. <laughs> so we'll see how long uh, that happens. I am going to be here for the next four hours. I'm sure she'll barge in at some point. lot to get into. Uh, there's some Bears thoughts. First time on the air since Sunday's game. And I want to... Uh, To give you my reaction, and you might be surprised because it certainly feels like a whole lot has changed with that one victory. Just just the tone, the feel towards that team with every with uh, every little, just every little ounce over the last few days, 48 hours. Like you think, boy, does that really change that much? And I've been consistent with this. Like I've t- I was telling you guys last week, hey, there's a lot of football left. We have a whole month, and we're going to learn a lot about this organization and where the team sits. Nobody's getting fired in season. That's not how the Bears handle their business. We're going to learn a lot. They get another win? Boy, might be rolling it back. Even though this was the season, you were supposed to learn so much about the team, about Matt Nagy. We might be having that same off-season conversation again. I'll get to some more details on that. 
Uh, Brian Perez will be joining me at 7 o'clock if you've heard him talk Bears with me in the past. Always a, a terrific conversation. We've got some MLB notes. And maybe a team is lying about their interest in Chris Bryant. And the season may be pushed back a bit. And I do not have an issue with that if uh, that ends up happening. 312-644-6767. That's how you can call in if you want to talk to me on the air. If you just want to text in, same number, 312-644-6767. The score listener line, powered by BetQL, Bet Smarter, and Beat the Books. Download the BetQL app today or visit BetQL.com. And I, I start with that one win changing so much because while uh, a week ago we sat here, and it seemed like everyone was screaming, whether it's media or fans, whatever, they're all out. All three of them are out. The quarterback's definitely gone. The general manager, sayonara. And the question is, now we're, ha- we're talking about the head coach. And based on what we saw on Sunday against the terrible team, a horrendous defense, a, a quarterback with no weapons, part of the conversation you have to talk about it this offense looks different and maybe it's matchup based but maybe it isn't because the things that we have been pounding the table for for two years now with Matt Nagy for two years we're starting to see it on a consistent basis see that's the thing we would see it in these flashpoints when Mitch would have those great games like he did when they were uh, the Washington Redskins or against the Dallas Cowboys. Was that Thursday night or Sunday? I think that was a Thursday night game at Soldier Field last year. A couple years ago against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You have these flashpoints. And that's what would be so frustrating. Because that should be the ceiling. So why don't we see that on a consistent basis? Well, how was the head coach putting him in a, consi- in a position to succeed on a consistent basis? We weren't seeing it. And I questioned whether or not Bill Lazor would really be calling the plays. Well, something's different. Doesn't it look a whole lot different with the rollouts and the bootlegs and moving the pocket like we've all been screaming for with Mitchell Trubisky play to his strengths? And now we're seeing it. And there's more of a run game. And I know it's easier to run the football when you're ahead in games But at least in the first half, they go away from it. Still, sometimes in the second half, which you don't quite understand, especially when you have the lead. But you see more there. Better offensive line play, that's part of it. How about Cole Komet actually getting an opportunity to show that he's worth a second-round draft pick? We have to talk about that run game more, man. I mean, Matt Nagy's been here three years. And that was the first 50-plus yard score since his rookie year as the coach of the year, right? That was the longest run we've seen in 32 years. I mean, there was an ocean for David Montgomery to run through, but the last time there was a run that long was Neil Anderson back in 1988 when I was just a kid. So great to see on Sunday. And when when you look at the numbers, I got to say something I was dead wrong about is I came into the season thinking, okay, we're making a big deal about this quarterback controversy. Every we're parsing everything that just saying about it. Even though we we know Foles is his guy, 
he may start with Trubisky, but he's going to go to Foles at some point. And he didn't wait long. He didn't even wait for a loss to make that move. And the numbers sheer are not close. And that's why I say I was wrong about it. Now, maybe in the end, they'll be uh, much closer. But right now, Trubisky's playing 27.5 points per game. Nick Foles is out there, 16.5. Yards per game, the gap is about 100. Trubisky versus Foles. Quarterback rating, 94.6 compared to 78.8. Even though we're sitting here with only three regular season games left, there's a lot of context there. And the reason that Nick, rather, uh, Mitch Trubisky was pulled at the beginning of the season, in Game 3 against Atlanta, was what? Well, Week 1, a team you've had a lot of success against in the Lions, and there were three quarters of struggles there. Week 2, the Giants, we didn't think they were a very good team. I think they're they're better. I, I know they were routed this past Sunday against the Arizona Cardinals, but they're proven that they can hang against some teams. They're going to be competitive years to come. We'll see what they have in the quarterback. But they, they couldn't do anything offensively. Saquon Barkley goes down to the injury. Not much there. And Atlanta, one of the worst defenses in the NFL. Matt Nagy had enough, and he pulls him. Now, Foles has gone against all the good defenses that you've seen. All of them. Yes, he's looked terrible. Trubisky has looked much better. But all the good defenses that you've seen, those are Foles games. Tampa Bay, L.A. Rams, New Orleans. Uh, Indy, you can throw them in there, too. You know, early on, the numbers were a bit deceiving, but they're still a good defense. They're just not a great defense like some of the DVOA numbers, yards per play stuff were showing you very early on in the season. So they've faced four good to great defenses, and Foles went against all of them. And now Trubisky's looking good. They're... They're putting him in a position to succeed, but since he's returned, keep in mind, Houston, Detroit, Green Bay, that's part of the story here, that if he didn't have any success, there was a no doubt, no questions to be remaining, right? And now we're wondering, what do you bring him back for a year? That's not crazy to talk about because they're stuck in the middle. They're probably going to win two more games this year. And what does that mean? <laughs> They're going to be 8-8. Eight and eight. Repeat of last season. 8-8. Eight and eight. When teams are in that 7-9, 8-8 range, back-to-back seasons, they get torched when they run it back. With Matt Nagy under contract for two more years, doesn't it feel like the Bears are going to run it back? Especially if they can talk themselves into a strong finish here. You're going to beat the Jacksonville game. I don't care who's who's quarterbacking. Now, if you don't, everybody's fired. They should be. They can't win a game. Lately, they've been hanging around. Uh, not this past week against Tennessee, but they've been hanging around in some games here. Covering point spreads. But they can't win any games. Not since uh, week one against the Colts. Terrible. And they're down. I mean, there are bad rosters to begin with. And they're down so many players as well. Week 17, Green Bay game. Are the Packers playing for anything? I don't know. Right now, they're the number one seed. They own the tiebreaker over New Orleans. Maybe week 17 means absolutely nothing. 
and they're going to be the only team in the NFC getting that by. You're not putting Aaron Rodgers out there. Now, here's the wrinkle, though. Is Aaron Rodgers playing for the MVP? Will LaFleur play Rodgers against the Bears if they're not playing for anything? And you know he has the Bears defense, their number, right? Um, if he's going for the MVP against Mahomes. Because right now it's a pretty tight race. I'd make Mahomes the favorite, but it's pretty tight. Rodgers is still in the team picture with time to go here. So maybe he is out there in week 17. So now we turn to this week and Minnesota. And such a big game. I mean, this one win, it changes everything in the conversation. Let's not forget, was it 55, 56 days without a victory? And this one win, look at, look at how it's flipped things. But it's more than that. It's the offense actually scoring points. Because they, they went two years without doing that. Fascinating. Absolutely fascinating. I said on Sunday that I'm already convinced the Bears are going to go 2-1 and one against Minnesota, Jacksonville, and Green Bay. And they're going to be 8-8. Eight and eight, And they're going to talk themselves into a strong finish. Let's run it back. Bill Lazor, you call the plays. We had, we had some success there. Matt Nagy wasn't being as stubborn. No, I'm going to try to make Mitch something he isn't. I mean, that's what he spent a couple of years doing. One more time, again. It felt like 2020 was supposed to be that season. But maybe they're going to bring it back just and, and roll it all back one more time. It's uh, a remote chance that they end up making the postseason. What are the numbers? I know football outsiders have the Bears at 18.9%. So maybe not that bad because you go back a week ago, just one week ago, it's much smaller than that. So Bears 18.9%, Minnesota 14.3%. Boy, was Houston rough. Negative 0.1 yards per play. And it, it feels like, okay, we're just talking about this one victory. Joe, you're having an overreaction Monday moment here. Like... The thing is that Mitch had one of the great games that we've seen. Again, the frustrating part of his career. He he had one of the best games we've ever seen from him. And some are thinking, well, that's not a high bar, Joe. I get it. But man, when you have that rating of 126.8, eight passing yards per attempt, and it's one of the highest pro football focus grades of the entire season of any quarterback. Last three games are big for Mitch Trubisky. They are. I know everybody was supposed to be fired after the six-game losing streak. That's not reality. That's not where we are. And do you think George wants to go to mom and say, start over again. I messed it up. Let's start over again. I don't think so. They all want to be right. You want to pay this head coach to go away for two years and then bring in another guy? Now you're paying two coaches for a couple of years? Maybe. They don't want to do that. If they can talk themselves into, okay, we'll create more turnovers, everything will go right, we won't have this long stretch where Nick Foles is out there just killing us, 
They love to talk themselves into things. After 2018, they talked themselves into believing that the only issue with the entire roster was the kicker. We all knew that was dead wrong. We saw him out there <laughs> missing more kicks last night. If you want to chime in, 312-644-6767. 312-644-6767. The score listener line is open. You can text me there as well. At Joe 0670, at Joe 0670. I mean, they just, they declined the fifth-year option. It was done. Are we going to have another guy that Ryan Pace declined the fifth-year option on? You go back, okay, change my mind. Please come back. Will you please do that? Oh, never boring. Like I always say with the teams here, never boring. They may not win a lot, but it's not boring fascinating on so many levels so many levels by the way if you run it back it doesn't mean you don't bring in a president of football operations change things up a little bit at the top i think that would make a lot of people feel much better all right coming up next uh this conversation on the million haw show when brad biggs was on had me rolling rolling and it's about robert quinn Maybe Pace's biggest mistake yet. We'll talk about it on the other side. Joe Osho, 670, the score in the radio.com app. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Deshaun Watson on third and five. Low snap takes it. Pocket starts to close. They get a hand on him, but Quinn couldn't put him down. He escapes uh, to the 25. Roquan hits him, but he pop passes it to Procise to the 35. There is a mark. Quinn, who went on a stunt thanks to Bilal Nichols springing him free, had Deshaun Watson dead. And again, he slipped off his waist. That's three times now that they should have had sacks against Deshaun Watson and Holy. his creativity. Offense number 78. 10-yard penalty. Laramie Tunsil's third holding call this year. Second penalty today, but those stunts are freeing up guys. I mean, they're getting shots here. Jeff and Tom on the call. Joe Ostrowski here. Sports Radio 670. The score. Thanks for hanging out. And uh, you, you look forward with Trubisky. I want to talk about this whole quarterback situation in a minute. But if one of the two has earned the right to stay 
it, it's not the guy they went to in week number three. And I, I quickly mentioned the soft defenses that Trubisky's gone against. Now, you credit him for the success, but has he been tested? I thought that was part of the flip to Foles earlier on in the season was they were getting for that getting ready for that run of tough defenses, Indianapolis, Tampa Bay, and then a couple weeks down the road after that, the L.A. Rams. And the head coach obviously believes in Foles more, or he believed in Foles at the time much more. Mitch is not going to face a really good defense. The best, toughest test is going to be this Sunday going up against Minnesota. So again, it is still a lot to learn about this team. And I think it's silly because I look more at the expectations coming into the year. And then this is a season in which you lose six consecutive games that usually gets somebody fired. And maybe they could have a strong finish and say, hey, Maybe that step forward. I mean, you, you don't see 12-4, and four, then two full years where you disappoint. 8-8, eight and 8-8, eight, eight and 7-9. Eight, and, and then that next year, then you take that pop. All without a quarterback. Doesn't happen a whole lot in this league. And that's why many were screaming across the uh, NFL, like, hey, what are the Atlanta Falcons doing? Yeah, I know they had a Super Bowl appearance in recent memory. But 7-9, 7-9, and you're running it back with the same head coach and GM? Maybe the Bears are going to be doing that 8-8, eight 8-8. Eight. Eight eight. Could be. I uh, want to go back to this morning on Sports Radio 670, the score. I, I, I was able to listen to this this afternoon. It cracked me up. A, a terrific exchange between Brad Biggs of the Tribune and William Hall. Biggs, he goes on the show all the time. And they started discussing Robert Quinn. And Big Z brought up the idea that Quinn is the worst free agent signing in Bears history. Big Z's been here a while. He knows what he's talking about when it comes to the Bears. And Hall pushed back a little bit on that, but I think it was mostly in fun. Uh, I, I thought it was fascinating conversation that in a... A little over a half a year. Because remember, Quinn wasn't there for game number one of the year. A little over a half a season. That's where we're, we are with Quinn. That's how bad he's been. Take a listen to Big Z with Mullion Hall on the score. Listen, it hasn't gone well. And the um, the risk involved in signing a guy that's 30 years old as a free agent and guaranteeing him $30 million is that you're getting a guy that's over the hill. Uh, he he's on his fourth team in four years, and to me, there's always uh, there. I don't know. I don't know if I want to call that a red flag, but there's a yellow flag when that goes up, right? Why does the guy? Why has he been bouncing around? If, if uh, he's so valuable, um, why can't he stick in one spot? You look at what he did last year in Dallas, which was 11 and a half sacks in 14 games. Rod Marinelli was the defensive coordinator. Marinelli left the Cowboys and was hired in Las Vegas as the defensive line coach for John Gruden. The Raiders had a couple needs entering the, this past off season. One of them specifically was a shortage of pass rushers. So if Quinn has 11 and a half sacks in 14 games playing for Rod, you would imagine Rod would bang the drum for him, but the the Raiders weren't involved to any degree 
when the money got uh, even close to what it is right now uh, for Quinn with the Bears. So that should sort of be a signal to you uh, as well. And, and it's it's been frustrating, no question, for Robert Quinn. He has a strip sack of Daniel Jones on his first play with the Bears, and he's gone 447 snaps uh, since without uh, without a sack. It, it, it just it, it's been um, it's been the worst free agent signing I've seen for the Bears in, in the entire time I've covered the team, and they've they've had uh, some competition for for that. Uh, title in that that's span a, that's a great debate we need to get back to that brad <laughs> so yesterday uh matt Nagy says that the relative progress that well, wait, and who are you gonna who are you gonna debate the quinn signing with Jared I mean, Allen? You could, like I, I mean, oh I think, mike glennon glennon yeah i mean brad this guy's, this guy's got 30 million okay 30. let's go there mike See, glennon got away i was for, just gonna let you go like, I was gonna let it hang glennon there for a while and, you know, glennon it's a no-brainer Robert Quinn is going to walk away with nearly twice as much money as Mike Glennon did. Nearly twice as much. Yeah, but he he's got a chance to you Darvish his second season. <laughs> okay, all right. Well, Mike Glennon well, got four we'll games and it was his year, and he had to go away. He got paid well. I, I'll tell you, it's a fun argument. Let's revisit this. Let's revisit this. Uh, come about thanksgiving next year okay oh okay who was, who all right the receiver they got who, who who caught one pass or whatever i know it was the guy from pittsburgh who was the guy from pittsburgh they got that was like and and there was there was a safety in there that made five million for oh adam archuleta yeah adam been here a long time got, brad he barely got any money he barely got any money <laughs> Oh man! Now you try. Oh, okay, all right. We could do it. We could do a top twenty. <laughs> yeah, you could. I I think the Pittsburgh receiver was Marcus Wheaton, and he caught three passes, <laughs> three passes for fifty-one yards, and they they signed him for a couple of years, or whatever. Uh, <laughs> Robert Quinn on the year twelve was it twelve games? Yeah, twelve games, fourteen tackles. So he's averaging 1.1 tackles per game, 30 million guaranteed. You know, the funny part about this, as far as the tackles go, you know, there's a lot more to it. But uh, as far as the tackles, it's not the first time that's happened. In 2016 with the Rams, he had 10 tackles in nine games. You have to ask questions when you see a player have their best year. What, 11 and a half sacks last year in Dallas? Ryan Pace, pay attention. (laughs) When, he, when he's 29 years old, I, I will admit, I made the wild assumption that I thought Robert Quinn, well, don't love it, but at least he's an upgrade over Leonard Floyd. Mm, maybe not. Maybe there's more of a coaching issue there. You see Leonard Floyd go to the Rams, and he's having a better season, a much better season than Robert Quinn. Would Floyd be doing that in Chicago? Not sure about it. But I'm... On Team Big Z, yes, the worst free agent signing because you have to take money into this conversation. And Quinn's getting 30 mil guaranteed. Every issue with this team is on offense. And then Ryan Pace spent all this money for the for this pass rusher, alleged pass rusher. Done. Looks done, right? Last contract. 
It's not with the Bears. That's that's the thing you have to remember here. This was he knew this was his last contract, and he flipped a coin, and then the Bears got very mad. Oh, don't say you flipped a coin between Atlanta and Chicago. Don't say that. They're gonna be mad. Say you were just kidding. Uh, yeah, much worse than Glennon. Glennon, eighteen and a half million guaranteed. Well, it, it's funny, Sean Anderson producing tonight because we could go over all, a lot of lot of misses in free agency. That's kind of what free agency is, right? It's a coin flip. You have one team usually giving up on the player, saying, okay, we don't want to bring you back for this much money. And So there's a reason they're available. The good quarterbacks, rarely available in free agency. But the money has changed so much for quarterbacks. I think, you know, after Quinn, it's got to be Glennon. Remember the hype? Well, maybe not, Sean. You're probably too young. But there was so much hype around Cordell Stewart. Cordell Stewart came here slash two years and five million dollars and glennon signed a contract three for 45 million i mean that's that's why it's tough to compare the two yeah especially with quinn i mean with glennon there was a way out even after the first year where quinn's way out isn't until 2022 so at least here you have two more years of robert quinn where he won't produce and then you're going to be paying him uh, 14 million next year. So overall, he'd be getting about 30 million if you cut him by 2022. Okay, Sean. So we were talking about this during the break, and you bring up a fair point. It's the first thing I thought of is, well, this is probably a mirage. It's just one of those moments we've seen from Trubisky in the past. Like we're hoping for consistency, but we're probably not going to get it. Uh, the, if you're being optimistic about this, well, at least Matt Nagy's not calling the plays right now. It's uh, a Bill Lazor project, and, and we'll see if it continues down the final stretch of the season. But what I would counter with uh, to you, Sean, is do we really think that Trubisky and Foles are both going to be gone next year? See, the, my whole, my biggest issues with Pace, and I have a lot of them, but my biggest issue at quarterback isn't about the Trubisky pick, okay? You mess it up. You got it wrong. It's that he's the only quarterback he's drafted in six years as the general manager, and when you go out and you get Foles at this stage in his career, you give up assets, pay him a good amount of money, and you trade a draft pick, there's no plan at quarterback. That's my biggest problem. So you have no plan, so next year... Are QB1 and QB2 going to be off the roster? No, I don't think both of them will be off the roster just mainly because of what Pace got himself into in that false contract. No one's going to want to take that money. And if you cut them, it's $14 million of dead cap. So you have to wait till 2022 to be able <laughs> to get out of it. There's a potential out in 2022. So yeah, it's, it's a complete disaster. You wouldn't be out and, and away from Robert Quinn and Nick Foles until 2022. That, that's what you're stuck with. If you're When you're building out the roster next year, you have to put Robert Quinn's contract and you have to put Foles' contract. No matter how well Mitch plays, Foles is going to be on this, this roster just because his contract's awful. Ugh. So then you're still not going to have a plan. You've got to make room for somebody new, right? Yeah, well, I think I think what you do is I think you obviously you have to keep Foles. If Mitch continues to play well, I don't see the harm in bringing him back because again, you're going to have uh, about mm, six mil in Foles and fourteen, so about twenty mil tied up in Quinn and Foles right there. 
Um, so if you bring Mitch back on a one-year deal, whatever, you can then draft a quarterback, have a guy that's you know developing for one year on your 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 team, and then you could go out into the 2021 draft or 2022 draft and go get your another quarterback there, and then you know you'll be done with Foles and Mitch altogether. Yeah, stop wasting that QB three spot, please. Like, have a plan. That's all we ask. So if you're gonna overpay Mitch to bring him back and you decline the 50-year option, then you're like, no, I'm going to bring him back. Look at the conversation we're having. They won one game and look at it. But Mitch's numbers overall this year when he's playing, the scoring nearly 28 points per game. He's had advantageous matchups and that's going to be the way moving forward. I kind of wish he had that opportunity to prove himself against the Colts the Bucks, the Saints, or the Rams. We saw him against better. the Saints last year. Well, why do you yeah. need to see him against the Saints last year? The only thing that you saw was more because garbage time offense. Well, I, I I agree with you. And that's what I said about the Packers. Let's not get excited about those two touchdowns in garbage time. And remember the Colts game when I think they put up 11, eight of them came in garbage time at the very end. But but I, I'm just saying I know how this... This organization operates, and if they see something positive in the final stretch, and they've got guys here for two years like Matt Nagy, they're going to talk themselves into thinking that it can work, because I've seen it my entire life. Like, after 2018, they talk themselves into thinking we are a kicker away from a Super Bowl, and they are much, much further away from that, and 2019 showed us that. The only reason I disagree with you is because we saw the move to go out to get Foles, and I don't think we've seen Mitch become dependent and, and consistent enough where you you can say, all right, this is a guy that deserves one more shot. Because yes, his numbers look great. And, and you look at the Detroit and Houston games, 108 uh, quarterback rating and 126. But he did the same thing last year in weeks 13 and 14 against the, the Lions yeah. and Cowboys. So let's yep. just see what he does against Green Bay. Let's see what he does against Minnesota. Because even though they won that game against Minnesota last year, an only 84 quarterback rating, 207 yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions. Six games against the Vikings. He's only had 850 yards. Like, he's not good. We know this. He should be. He should be, play well in the last month. He should. It's set up for him. Yeah, there's nothing think? to lose. No, there's nothing to lose. I agree with you that he's set up to play with it. But also, like, will we actually get the play calls? I understand that Lazer's taking it, taking it over, but he's still from the same tree. We've still seen some similar issues right. come up. I mean, it's been two games. It would be... Much easier if Mitch plays poorly. Not Maybe not the best thing for the Bears, but if Mitch plays poorly, it's an easy decision. If he plays well the next three games, it's going to be a tough decision. Once again, <laughs> can Pace have another Mitch mistake? <laughs> that would actually be hilarious. If he messes up the Mitch thing again and the whole quarterback thing. Oh, wait, I didn't mean to decline it. You're my guy. Which guy's making that call? Are you going to stick Nagy with a guy that he doesn't really want to work with? Because we know he didn't really like Jermisky. Sure, start the season against these bad defenses. That's fine. Any side of trouble, you're out, buddy. No losses. Don't care. You're out of here. Here's my guy, Nick Foles, to save the day. And then reality set in after five and one start. You want to hop in? 312-644-6767. 312-644-6767. Last night was so much fun. And it wasn't just about the gambling implications, which which I will address, but there were so many great moments 
in Monday Night Football between the Browns and Ravens. It's kind of a snoozer, Week 14, until last night. I'm going to get to that on the other side. Brian Perez will join me at 7 o'clock. I'm Joe Ostrowski. This is 670 The Score in the Radio.com app. It feels good. It feels good. We needed that. It's just unneeded unneeded pressure when you're going through something like that, and it just feels good good to get it off your back. And I'm just proud of the way these guys battled. We stuck together over the last few weeks when it's gotten really tough, and people have really gotten on us. But we just continue to stick together, and we pulled through today. And uh, I think we saw glimpses of what we can be and, and how we can finish strong. So I'm just proud of these guys, um, how we battled, how we've been working, um, and we just need to continue to do that. Money Mitch, two-minute Mitch, the man in the arena, Mitchell Trubisky, after Sunday's victory. I don't think about that six-game losing streak. All that is in the past. They're sitting here with an outside chance at making the postseason. And now it's taking down the also 6-7 and seven Minnesota Vikings. Welcome in. Joe Ostrowski here, Sports Radio 670. The score. I got some callers lined up. Going to get to you guys in just a moment. And you can call the score listener line powered by BetQL at 312-644-6767. Gardner, Illinois. We find Brad now on 670. The score. Good evening, Brad. Hey, how you doing, Joe? Doing well, man. What's on your mind? So my thing is with Mitch and this whole season, now, granted, Laser wasn't calling the plays back in week three against Atlanta. But in my mind, if, if he played against Indy, that game's a lot closer. Granted, they probably still lose. But mm-hmm. they, I, I think they beat Tennessee. I think they beat Minnesota. Um, I still think they beat Tampa regardless. Uh, I actually think they would have beat them by more with Mitch. Um I don't know what you what you think, but I just think ever since he injured his shoulder in that playoff run, it's like Nagy doesn't want to call plays that roll him out. And then as soon as Laser took over, it's it's just a complete flip of the page. Absolutely. So you're saying two more wins? You think? Right? I think I think so. Yeah. I mean, Green Bay, regardless, he, he, they didn't have Hicks, so that was. I mean. Yeah, that, I, I think that was more on the defense than it was the offense. But um, and Detroit was just a complete cluster. But I think at least two more wins with Mitch instead of Foles because Foles is just sitting back there like a Todd Collins or a Mike Lennon, and he, he's just sitting duck. Well, Brad, uh, what about the Atlanta game? Probably don't win the Atlanta game though. Too, you have to look at it that way as well. Yeah, I you, you could, but at the same point, like I, I think about uh, I think about Jordan saying on the last dance at the very end and that last episode about how him signing one year deals to that point. To that point, Mitch was undefeated this season, mm-hmm. and he had led him to win. So who's to say that he wouldn't have come out and killed it in the second half, like Foles did? I mean, I, it, it's all play calling to me. And I think the last three weeks has proven that. Thanks, Brad. Appreciate the phone call. I think, you know, I've been critical of Trubisky throughout his time here. And I think it's deserved. And, you know, you know, a lot of the Mitch defenders just think I'm a hater. That's not the case. Best case scenario is for Mitchell Trubisky to be good, for the Bears to build around him on that rookie contract. It just didn't work out that way. I'll agree. I'll go this far with you. 
I don't think they lose six straight games with Mitchell Trubisky out there every week. I don't think that happens. Now, I know they lost a couple of them with him out there. Last couple weeks, Green Bay and Detroit before the Minnesota game. But I don't think they end up six in a row. Just because, because of his history, every year you're going to get two to three of those crazy Mitch games. And we saw a crazy Mitch game on Sunday against the Texans. Question is, are you going to see another one? If you get two in the last four weeks, is that going to make, a, make it a tougher decision for the Bears brass? Northside James we is uh, now with me on Sports Radio 670, the score. What's going on, James? Hey, what's up, Joe? How you doing? Uh, listen, this is already done. The, bra- the Bears brass <laughs> already know. It's a done deal. You can't bring this same outfit back. You can't trust Ryan Pace to pick a quarterback or sign a free agent or waste the Bears' money on on Robert Quinn and, and drafting up and, and uh Jimmy Graham. I mean, where's Jimmy Graham to been the last few games? You paid him all that money. Allen Robinson's going to be gone. He's not going to put up with this next year. He's going to be signing somewhere else. Probably uh, go. I would go to the Chargers with that young quarterback. Herbert. But, but yeah. uh, it, it's a done deal. You you already evaluated Mitch five. Was it his fifth year? Okay, we already know what he is. And all these Bears fans are. Well, bring him back in a one year next year. Oh, wow, really? What are we going to do? We're going to win the Super Bowl? Really? Come on, guys, wake up. <laughs> you can't bring this crap back. It's, you can't bring Nagy back. He's, he's not even calling the place anymore. What did Mitch do against Green Bay? Nothing with that one of the worst defenses that Green Bay had. He couldn't do nothing until the, the garbage time he scored those two touchdowns. I mean, come on, guys. You, you're evaluating against the Texans team and the Detroit team. Mitch is throwing, putting up big numbers. Really? This is what we come to as Bears fans and evaluators of weak opponents. Well, we can make the playoffs. We make the playoffs. We're bringing everybody back. Oh, wow. Big, you're, yep. What you're doing is ruining your draft pick. James, um, you, you know what's funny? You, the, the entire reason we're having this conversation is because the Bears don't have a plan. So they've got, they're not working on anything. They're not developing a quarterback. I mean, welcome to our lives as Bears fans. That's it. That's why this is even a conversation. Like, Mitch looks good. Like, oh, maybe, maybe. Like, no. We, we have the sample size of way over 40 games. We know what he is. But with some competent coaching, he's looked better. But like I mentioned earlier, and I agree with you there, James, all advantageous matchups. So when you look at these numbers for Mitch, they're they're skewed. I I wanted to see him go against good defense. Like Indy, Tampa, LA Rams, New Orleans. He dodged all of them. All of them. So if he's worth anything, he's going to have success against the defenses that the Bears have faced this year. It's lined up for him to have success. It's it's funny how that's it's worked out this year, that they face off defense to start the season. Lions and Giants they ended up being pretty good this year actually on defense, uh, but then also the Falcons. And then when he's come in after he got healthy, he's also faced off defenses. Fascinating. Pat Nottawa, you're on six seventy. The score with Joe Ostrowski. Hey, uh, when the Bears drafted Mitch, they got a guy with almost no college experience. So now he's up to speed. He's starting to show a few flashes. But I think we got a coaching system 
is throwing out uh, play calling that's just not designed for Mitch. He's never he's never going to be a naggy quarterback that drops back no. in the pocket. Mitch wants to scramble. Mitch wants to roll out. Mitch likes the screen pass. Mitch likes short, safe, simple passes, but it's effective in moving the ball up the field. It's safer, but that's not Nagy style. But last night I was watching Monday Night Football and John Harbaugh, who, mm-hmm. you know, that didn't seem like his quarterback style, but he's letting his quarterback do what he's got to do. And Jackson seems like a proficient quarterback, and it's working. So I'm thinking, why can't Nagy just let Mitch be Mitch, let him develop, and you're throwing a guy out there with a really weak offensive line. So you could bring in Aaron Rodgers, and he's probably not going to be what we would consider Aaron Rodgers with a bad offensive line. Is it really fair to be judging Mitch? I think we're giving up on somebody who's just now reaching the point where if he was getting out of college, he'd be at that level of experience, and we're going to dump him. Well, there's not a long list, uh, guys. Uh, not a long list of guys there, Pat, that – you get four full years, and then you start to turn the corner at the end of year four, right? Like we don't see that a whole lot in this league. We're we're seeing rookies come in day one, and our last caller just mentioned Herbert, and look at what he's doing. Uh, Joey Burrow, you could see it right away, and and we knew that Burrow was going to be a stud no matter what. But this has been going on for quite some time. Um, the years of de- t- grooming a guy, and then we'll eventually see what he is in a few years, and. And then we'll start to develop him. We'll build around him. That, that that slow process doesn't happen a lot with this in this league anymore. So good call from Pat there too. I understand what you're saying. I just I hesitate. Let's see. Okay, make make me think more about this. Absolutely been better than Foles. Is he a top half of the league quarterback? No, he's not. So proven otherwise. Let's see some consistency. We haven't seen enough of that. The numbers are sexy, man. When you look at the numbers this year, if I told you, okay, he's going to play much of the season. These are going to be Trubisky's numbers. They're going to score this many points when he's out there. Quarterback rating, here you go. Who said, let's go. The Bears are going to be in the playoffs. That's what you would think. Didn't quite play out that way. Uh, Coming up next, uh, my guy Brian Perez does a great job covering the Bears. Bears wire. He's going to drop by. And uh, we've had many Bears QB conversations over the years. And now this one's taking a twist, or is it? Did this one game or some garbage time scoring against the Packers, uh, putting up a 30 spot against the Lions, is this starting to change the conversation at House Hall? See, what we believe and probably how the Bears are looking at it are two different things. Because remember, they still want this kid to succeed. Pace wants to be right. George wants to be right about Pace and about Nagy. They all want to be right. Now, if the team is giving them a reason, say, yeah, you were right. Let's give us one more chance. Roll it back. Maybe they're going to do that. Maybe. <laughs> Can't believe we're here right after a six-game losing streak. But uh, schedule's certainly soft down the final stretch if Green Bay is not playing for anything. And they could have that bye and that number one seed solidified by the time we get to week number 17. Joe Osho, this is 670, the score on the radio.com app. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.